and welcome to another edition of Bushido Cast. I'm your host Craig, joined today by Jack. Hello. And Jason. Good evening. Great to have you guys on. Thanks for making the time. Um, thanks, listeners, for uh, for listening to another episode. Um, we're just going to uh, catch up with a few things because it's been a while, and um, we're just mindful that we haven't really covered the the more recent waves. Um, so today, really, we want just to have a bit of a rundown, what's new, kind of our take on it, and uh, a little bit of analysis. Um, and yeah, uh, bring us up to date, hopefully. So uh, just looking at some of the waves, this goes back to around Easter time. I think one of the ones that um, came out around that time was Fungus, the new back mono. Should we start there? Yes. So, uh, well, Jack, you played back mono a little bit recently. So I have you... been. I've still got your back mono in my bag. <laughs> you still got them. <laughs> <laughs> Ready to, uh, to to use them again. Um, no, so this guy, interesting. He, I think he was used at the weekend, wasn't he, at one of the Masters events? So, yeah, yeah there were a couple of Master to... tournaments at the weekend, which is quite exciting. So uh, yes. that was really uh, great to uh, be spectators, the bits we could uh, get from... Long shanks and all that good, uh, good tracking. Yeah, the there. advantage of long shanks now is that obviously people can stay up to date um, and and see what's winning and where people are because it was quite close, wasn't it? Uh, I think it was mainly from the the German ones on long shanks. I'm not sure the French one was on long shanks, but um, yeah, you could you know you could keep up to date and see what was happening, which was really good. Um, but yeah, I noticed I think fung- uh, fungus in a couple of the lists or at least one of the lists for definite. Um, He's just a really interesting model. He's a seven rice back of mono, isn't he? And he, you know, he brings that indomitable and split attack, which, which I don't think they normally have, um, which is interesting. Um, poison uh, when this model killed, you know, they gain poison. They gain poison. He's just a really interesting little cheap guy that that sort of probably adds to the flavour. Whilst I've been playing back of mono. I've been playing a very limited model, so I'm not 100% with them. But he's definitely something that I'd look to potentially look into. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. I think he's he's a, he's, a, he's an interesting rice uh, point in back mono because um, that's quite cheap, even for back mono. So, yeah. uh, so I think you'll find it easy to slot him into your list and take out kind of maybe one of your other back monos. But he's doing something very different. He's, um, yes. I think the thing, key thing is he's got some offensive potential, but he's insignificant. So you're sort of slightly weakening your scenario game, but you've got mm. a, a much uh, more interesting kind of offensive uh, profile here. Um, but he's, <laughs> he's, uh, he's, he's aggressive. Um, he's, yeah, insignificant. Uh, minus one damage doesn't sound amazing. But I think once he gets going, he actually is he, he can actually hit quite hard. Um Yeah, and especially with like if you look at using him with like the red spotted mushrooms, for example, so you you're making him that little bit cheaper again because you're making him six uh, rice. Of course he can't have it because he's in, oh, in, insignificant. insignificant. Yeah. Insignificant. Sorry, I was yeah, not looking at that. Bit. Quite, yeah. ah. quite a few quite a few mushrooms that would go nicely on. That would really nicely. Probably yeah. too nicely, it's very wide. Even with rage, giving himself berserk, he's then just banzai in every every attack he can banzai because he'll just rage for the first one. That'd be really good. So he's got a bit of mobility about him, which is good. Um, I think he's going to die. Yeah. Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. 
I, I don't think you're keeping this guy on until the end of the game. Um, and obviously, the other thing is he counts as a Shugenja whilst you're making your list. Oh, okay, so, good. Um, he he's a cheap way of letting you include those mushrooms that require a Shugenja. Yeah. 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 So for this building, he's quite interesting. I think. I mean, if you are trying to get those mushrooms in, but you don't want the support character, particularly if you're trying out the mushroom crazed lunatic theme, which is pretty uh, pretty wild, then that's that's good because um, you can kind of take that role, open up that list building. Um, but yeah, he, he can't necessarily have the mushrooms on himself, uh, no. but I think he's got a lot of the abilities that you would generally look through, uh, look for. Uh, from those mushrooms sort of happening anyway so it'd probably be a bit of a double up yeah. um but yeah just yeah like you said he's not gonna he's not gonna last too long but he's probably gonna do a fair amount of damage before he dies which yeah you know, i can see that because i think you'd probably use bad. the three key to, to boost with him so he'll it, drain a little bit of key because you'll want you'll want him to banzai and you want him to gain strong and you want him to be three dice so you can just literally roll everything into attack hope you get through and do a load of damage before they before he dies himself sort of thing so yeah i mean ideally you i think you kind of hold this model back until you can you can get um him into position then he he can really he can yeah. finish models off the challenge is that because he's impetuous and he really wants to be using his um banzai it, it's kind of like you have to set it up at the end of a turn so that he can start a turn in a good position I think that's probably the the tricky bit with him. Um, you probably have to set up some terrain specifically for him as well, because he's going to have to go first run forward, or well, probably walk forward, so he can banzai into hopefully two people with split attack. Yeah. Um, so you want some um, concealing terrain that will set off his camouflage, so that he doesn't just get taken out before he can do that. Yeah. Well, he can almost be your last activation, can't he? Because he only gets impetuous once. He only gains the impetuous through berserk, but you don't have. You can buy that. So you could almost be last activation, have somebody else in base to base, like I don't know anybody in base to base with something, and then you banzai him in eight inches away. You yeah, um, you have to use that rage in the starting phase. So you kind of have to starting phase, is it? Yeah, you have to kind of set it up. Yeah, they thought of everything. Sorry, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose yeah. he's seven rice, so he's got to have some negative. Rice. He yeah. can't just be lunatic. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I mean, you've always got darkness as well for that setup. Um, which is which makes things easier if, yeah. if that's what you're generally going for anyway. And it'd probably fit into like the list that I was using, to be honest, because I was using red spotted mushrooms on a couple of the unnamed Bakamono cards. So I'd had I'd, I was running with about three or four impetuous, so he wouldn't have to go first effectively at that point because you'd have to manage your impetuous. Um, yeah, set it up that way. But I mean, he's he's a credible alternative, like to a Bakamono archer about the same rights. But he's, he's actually going to do some damage. He's just not going to do. And he's not, you know, serious scenario play apart from, you know, he may stand in his zone, but that's uh, probably not for long. So he's not going to be there for that. But uh, but backmoney tend to be pretty strong anyway at scoring. So, but they're not yeah. normally great at damage dealing. So it it sort of helps you all band out that way. Um, but I, I like it. It's leaning into the mushroom theme and gets you thinking about the different mushroom cards you can take as well. Yeah. So that that's um, that's good from a wider list building perspective. So. Uh, yeah, and an activation drain as well, just with that indomitable. You know he's probably going to die, but he can strip some activations on the way. That, two that's activations, all. two activations. Yeah. Yeah, and he's um, he's actually really good into Bleeding Moon. Because if you can never charge two people, they will kill him, but then you damage them both with your poison. 
Yes. Yeah. You just take damage and nothing. Oh, you have to. Yeah, just get those poison markers out. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty. Uh, that's pretty horrible. It's like the whole fire cami thing that somebody said they did when they just explode fire cami, and then that's it. Next turn, <laughs> no extra activations. Brilliant. Cool. Okay. Um, so yeah, so I, I, it's good to see that competitive players are taking him. It's not a massive surprise because yeah. I think it looks like a pretty cool card. Um, great. Just moving on. Uh, unless anyone's got anything else on Fungus. No. Cool, cool. Um, so, shall we talk about Ito Mamushi? Oh, you you guys, wow. Jason will know Ito because he designs the models, and you'll know Ito because <laughs> you play them. I don't play them at all. I very rarely see Ito unless it's at an event. So, I think this is an interesting one because he's, it's very clear he's like the upgraded version of um, Kenzo. So, um, he's... He's a heavy man samurai, coming in at 22 rice and uh, with a lot of uh, traits and, and extra abilities. So it's kind of like the upgraded version of a character we already have, um, but they're, they're really nice upgrades. Um, and I guess if you if you can afford the extra rice, um, he does an awful lot. I think the general arc of uh, Ito is the, the the sort of the human samurais just tend to be better in my view and better at melee but they they don't really synergize particularly well where a lot of the heavy stuff they tend to synergize better and and tend to be better at debuffing but maybe not quite so straight up powerful and that's kind of how i see this guy so he's got very powerful key feats particularly yes. his warning rattle that will um, put a fear token on on the enemy. Uh, so assuming it's uh, a marker, even assuming it's not fearless, suddenly uh, you know they 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 sort of gone from probably thinking that they had a good chance to um, being defensive and down on dice. Yes, um, that's uh, that's that's a pretty bad spot. So definitely, if people are trying to alpha strike you or things like that, that's a big deterrent. Um, yeah. Yeah, sorry. Go. go ahead, I was say yeah. It looks. I'm just reading through both, and they're both. I think you can combo them both really well, especially turn two when generally the fighting's going to be happening. If you have somebody coming into you, you are literally making the defensive. You're taking the dice away from them. You're buying potentially combo attack as well, and giving yourself lightning reflexes. Well, you don't need to, the lightning reflexes isn't even a worry because you already got reach. But with yeah, faint if... already built in. You, either one's twice. a big deterrent um, yeah. because you're changing the initiative order. So yeah, rain and blow is, is also a big deterrent. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, if someone comes in on you and you just want to do a warning rattle, you can put a fear uh, marker on them, mm. and then you can actually just floor them. You can just do sweep defense because they're defensive. They probably won't get through your defense, um, and then they're they're in a really bad spot. So there's. There's a lot of things, he, a lot of clever things this guy can do. I think also because he's um, he's a heavy man, then Blood Oroshi, you can channel to him fairly easily. So you could quite yeah, easily. I don't think key's ever going to be an issue, is it? Um, well, there, yeah, it's nice thing is he, he has two extra key at the start of the game, yeah. and that makes him kind of a little bit more self sufficient. Yeah. But because it's easy to channel to these guys, because um, the Charles Oroshi can channel to them, and obviously the, the Shisai can. Just means that you can you can uh, put a lot of key in there if you want to do something extra special, 
but I think it's just a very good kind of base profile with that with that feint um, and access to good key feats. And um, yeah, in, in that sense, I think um, kind of uh, a top end sort of samurai for uh, for the blessed um, is is pretty good. Um, so yeah, so I'm, I'm, I think he's turned out really really nicely. Yeah, it's interesting you said he was a replacement for um, Zikanzo. Well, so uh, yeah, <laughs> so cool. one of the things that we were really worried about uh, during playtesting was that we didn't want him to be like an automatic replacement. So we had to make him enough rice that it was a decision you had to make. And I think that still is there. If you Definitely. if you don't quite have enough rice, you can take Kenzo quite happily. He still does a job. Four rice is a lot of, in Bushido. You can get a lot of good stuff for four rice. So I think that's... It, it definitely isn't an auto decision either way. Um, and Kenzo still does a good job with uh, Doko, um to get faint. So he can do a lot. He can do a lot already. Um, but yeah, you do get some nice extra traits and uh, key feats with with Mamushi. So yeah. Also, I um, originally envisioned him as a sort of um, a beefed up Kyu. Uh, it's just another model you don't want to go yeah. into. Uh, <laughs> so I think if you had both of them. I know Q is not not quite as popular at the moment, but if you did have both of them um, defending two points, I think you you basically have uh, two tanks in a faction that doesn't have tanks, and that's, that's pretty good. You, you're going to struggle to move them with melee models. So I, I think I tried him out with Q and Yatsumata, and the rest of the warband had Impetuous, so they could just go and do the Impetuous thing, and I didn't really care about these guys activating till last because. Generally, no one will want to go into them anyway, so they could just sort of wait it out and then, uh, and then we'll just weigh in. Uh, but with yeah, with lightning reflexes and and stun markers and fear tokens and markers and everything, it's it, yeah, it's it, it definitely um, made an interesting kind of decision point for my opposition. Sort of you know, where where do I try to engage them and how can I make the most of this? But yeah, I I think Q's looking a bit better after the. Uh, they're Arthur as well, um, so uh, yeah, I can see see the two working together nicely. Cool. Um, any other thoughts on Mamushi? I think he's fairly straightforward, isn't he? Yeah, he's a very straightforward profile. Very good. <laughs> very very fast. Very killy. Yeah, very does tricksy. what Ito does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very good. Um, next. On the list, I think it is a Ryu Samurai. Just trying to get the details. Ooh, yes. You might know this one already, Jack. Ryoka, is it? Yep. That's the yes. one. Well, I can actually talk about this lady because I've used her like two or three, four times now. Um, I think she's brilliant. Um, yeah, I'm just going to grab a pay for it up. I know most of it, but I'll grab it up so it's not so... So one of these um, Shisai Samurai that... Yeah, um, she's so samurai. She's she's really good, and um, her and um, Kazoko. I just I love them as a combination. Um, she brings quite a lot, and one thing I think people didn't realise is that there's nowhere in the rules so you can't channel to yourself. So she can yeah. genuinely just give herself a virtue every turn, yeah. um, and obviously then from that she can get parry. Obviously, at the moment, we're talking about, you know, pairing these guys up with, like, Aiko um, or another lady that we'll talk about later, and it just opens up this virtue game. And surprisingly, they do quite a lot. Um, 
So if you're playing her as a pair, so, okay, so I'll talk about it with the pairing because I prefer them as a pair and as a combo. Um, but as a solo, she enables she can fit into claws. She's a cheap way to go into claws and open up the quick rank, quick rank firing drill because um, that requires a samurai. Um, and obviously she's Shisai and Samurai, so she can be taken into claws via Shisai. Um, so it's really good in that respect. So she makes the gun line potentially a little bit more um, more of a flexible or a little bit more efficient because you're saving rice that you'd normally used to spend on Hero. Um, you're now taking her in just to enable it. So she adds a lot okay. of that. Um, powerful so that's attack it there, Ashigaru theme, effectively. You get, you can... This is the Ashigaru theme, yeah, yeah, but it allows Ashigaru and Shisai. And Shisai, yeah, um, that's, that's interesting. So because she's Shisai, she fits into it, she fits and in, then yeah. that just opens up one of the um, sort of cool. sort of reload or remove reload token cards. Um, so she really does enable that that fifteen rice, which is great because normally you're taking hero, um, which I don't have him on the top of my head. I can't remember his rice, but he's like a twenty plus rice model. Um, and as we discussed earlier, you know, five, six, seven rice is a lot of rice in in some lists in some cases. So, yeah, she's a really good way of doing that. But it, with a um, when you pair up a Kazoko and you're playing the virtue between the two of them, yeah. they just become an absolute force to deal with. Um, opposed key tests, they're absolute monsters because Kazoko's gives out metal. So, effectively, you just spend your virtue um, and you gain sort of metal one. Um, no, sorry, you, Kazoko, you boost her key stat, so she goes up to three key, and then you can spend one key for metal one, so you're now three key and you're removing your opponent's highest highest post key dice, So, and either, oh, either yeah. one of them can do that, so it's really good. Um, she provides Believer for the other Shisai, so it's just really good synergies. Um, and like I said, I think she she's just a really good little tanky... 15 rice, 3 armor, powerful attack, force back attack, sweep defending, samurai. Um, so yeah, she, they really do up, open up this virtue game and I think you're going to see a lot of it. There's going to be a lot of the Ryu virtue lists coming out, I think. I'm enjoying it. Um, I've not quite tried all three yet because Aiko sat behind me, just been built, so he'll be next up. And then once the new lady's here, it's... It's going to be a nightmare because you're going to be able to have like four models with combo zero, powerful zero, or critical zero. Um, there's just going to be so much to offer. Yeah, it's definitely it, it definitely uh, seems to be opening up a new, whole new build for Ryu, which is um, a bit more kind of um, well. I mean, a lot of Ryu stuff's kind of complicated, but this this is kind of you know, doing it through the, the virtue. It, it, it is and it isn't. I think, I'm hoping that we'll see, I don't know whether it still removes the Hagane, um, Hagane Alpha Strike. She's she's just crazy good. Like, I played her for the first time a couple of weeks, uh, well, about a month ago now up in Manchester. Mm. And yeah. she just does so much work. Like, I think like, I, I think I mentioned it in one of my sort of battle reports I summed up. So, Game two played into Kinchi and she alpha striked in turn one, killed she, started turn two, killed Q. Like you just can't stop her. She just does it. And even when you even when you've restricted her to maximum three active three activations, potentially got four dragons bigger. Like she's just so good. So hopefully these new guys will just open up a different gameplay. I think that's why I was sort of leaning into Aiko anyway because he's a twenty five rice model that doesn't really get used, and I think he's brilliant. He's just in the shadow of 
Hero and Hagane. So these new guys are really going to hopefully push forward a different sort of Ryu meta, shall we say? Because yeah, we've seen all the Hagane and Hero lists. Um, hopefully, we start seeing some of these other lists, and and they, you know, I think it in, these guys enable that a little bit more. Yeah, we might see the other two uh, Shisai as well. Um, they're obviously they can give out, if I remember it right, it's courage and resistance. Yeah. Um, with their virtue effects, but they don't give out any virtue tokens. Yeah. Um, oh, to be fair, for these guys, they don't necessarily. So these guys are quite self-sufficient in that case because you're just going to declare channeling to yourself at the beginning of each activation. So you make sure you've always got a virtue, and you have Aiko obviously popping one out every activate or in his turn during his turn. And then Paragon. So I think you can efficiently, you can self-sufficiently manage your virtue, and especially with that AK, I think they're all sort of eight-inch ranges. So you've got enough distance that you can keep them topped up and going. Um, so yeah, it'd be quite interesting to see. We've got quite a few sort of virtue builds now across the across the whole meta. Really, obviously, we saw Grid of Warfare basically with the vir double virtue game. It's, it's really popular and it's a really cool characteristic, I think, in the game. So hopefully, from a Rio point of view, it's going to move people away from this Hagane Alpha Strike. I think you still see it a bit, but hopefully you'll see these new builds that are just a bit more fun to play into um, and still going to be very, very competitive, I think. so. Great. Okay. I mean, definitely looks like a, a decent enough samurai, uh, but with extra... Death because of um, the uh, the virtue traits and what they can do with the tokens. As you said, the more more of virtue effects you add, the more options you have in game as well, which is good. And undoubtedly, there's some great combinations there if you if you uh, yeah if you look hard enough and start to build something. Yeah, hundred percent. She's an average samurai for fifteen rice. To be honest, she's she's bang average samurai for that money. She's good. Like if you can try and compare her to like EG and Genji, she's probably a bit subpar in that respect. But I think what she enables the rest of the faction to do, and the fact that she can enable certain things in like like you say the th the, the claws list, she's just very good for her rice costs. She becomes very good at her rice costs. If she can do any of those other bits, then she'd just be an average samurai. But I think. It's the way that we're going with this Shisai, and the more Shisai we, we see come out, I think the more these guys, or especially her, will come into her own. Um, so, giving up Believer and stuff, you know, she can make herself cheaper key boosts and stuff like that. So, it's it's really, uh, you know, she can boost up to four, back down to three with powerful attack if she wants, you know, give us give herself power each. Just, she's just, it, just like you said, it opens up that in, in, in game play, and you can sort of tailored to what you need to do whilst in the game so yeah yeah no de definitely i mean like i said the, the whole virtue thing is really interesting um and, and a number of <clears throat> number of factions can do it already very well you see anito dissension uh Ro temple of rokan as i said now now in shiho as well um so yeah it's quite um it's probably more but i think they're the ones that come to mind so yeah it's really interesting to see that re of got a bit more of it because they've already had a few virtual effects but um, I think this is the first sort of development of that which I've seen uh, for some time and it kind of brings in as you said a sort of an older character um, which I always like when new releases kind of make you revisit the the wider range because it's sort of yeah. 
so suddenly you've got so yeah more more than just one model you're getting uh, a whole warband kind of feel out of it so is, yeah, is it akio the, the the guy who kind of hands out virtue tokens already and has yeah a he hands out virtue effects. he he looks like a monster of a profile and mm. he does hand out virtue but he does his virtue like he can gives you like critical one obviously if you're playing under blood of the dragon that then becomes critical zero he can give out powerful i think and combo um he can give out quite a few bits and also when you're attacking him you lose prowess um he's he's a brilliant profile but he's just sort of in the shadow i think he's in the shadow one because he's more expensive than both hero and hagane he needs his own sort of dynamo card but that's pro he's probably not in the fluff for that but he, he's more expensive than both and he lives in the shadow of both unfortunately but he'll he'll I think these maybe, guys maybe will the really virtue. help him shine. Yeah, maybe the virtue will come out. Cool. Um, anything else on the Ryu Samurai? No. Nope. Good. Um, let's move on. So I think the other two cards that came out in this wave we kind of have covered before. Um, I think it was the two Kitsune, uh, kind of armoured Kitsune, uh, Senshi and Hofuku. So they uh, they kind of came out in the wave, but we we have discussed them before. But maybe we can quickly mention some of the highlights again. Um, I, I think I think they're uh, quite different to the rest of the Kitsune box that um, the um, Inari's Judgment box that came out. They um, they one when they wear armor, which is kind of unusual for these guys, and they they kind of feel fulfill specific battlefield roles which uh, the rest of the list could benefit from i think senshi uh his vitality stands out as does his um bodyguard six inches for okatsune so he's got um he's got a very clear role there where he's going to synergize very well with queen because uh that bodyguard just means you can get your activation order correct uh, for her big key feet um, and uh, yeah, he's gonna love a bit of extra key if you can use vitality more often than not. That's gonna be great. Um, also, has quite an interesting, unique effect uh, where after after an enemy uh, effect moves or places this model, you can effectively uh, place a model within two of its location. So you can kind of counter move your model, which is quite cool as well. It's quite hard to get out of the way. Um, and yeah, he's still he's still kind of very good in melee with adept melee. If you can get these guys boosting, they can uh, get some very high success levels. Um, and built-in feints and parry, as you generally expect with a Kasune. Uh, so yeah, so it's a there's a lot of good things going on. It is a just uh, just a just a free melee dice model, but we know Kasune can work very well with that. Um, so yeah, so as quite. An interesting, uh, interesting kind of profile to the war band um, to build it out. Dave, have you got any further thoughts on that one? I think we we spoke about this guy briefly, didn't we? I'm sure we spoke about with the Kitsune box because he does really well in one of the other themes, doesn't he? Where he can, because um, he can give himself vitality, and then you've got the card that's specifically for Kitsune that gives him an extra activation at turn four or something like that. Is that correct off the top of my head without looking for yeah. it? Yeah, there's one for extra activation on turn four. 
Yeah, so, you know, potentially four activations turn four. Um, I think, yeah, he's very, he looks very good. Um, I'm not sure if you had to choose one or the other. I think I'm leaning towards the other, but just because that's how I think the other synergizes with the one of my favourite foxes, which is Kuto. So, yeah, no, really good. I think Adept's really good. I think we've seen a lot of that coming up, so it's really interesting. It's a really cool little profile. Um, speed 4 with no boost. I'm guessing that's due to the armour, um, which is quite interesting. Because it's not uh, as fast yeah, as the uh, other uh, guys. They, they generally just have speed um, or move 4 uh, in sort of human form. I think it's... Uh, just they're so fast in their fox form, kind of forget that they they just at normal speed when they're in their human mode. So yeah, it's a bit. It's yeah, yeah. I just, I just, I just I'm just so used to enough. seeing the fast ones. I just instantly thinks that they're fast. Yeah, <laughs> it does it does catch people out? Um, yeah, you you do think they're going to be a bit faster, but they, I mean, with that uh, six inch bodyguard, he can definitely get around and. Yeah, bodyguard's good, but if you can generate extra activations, it's even better. I think the the only slight challenge I've had with him is um, once he's in combat, it's uh, he has got size up defense one, which can get him out, but uh, but he's got yeah. to drop a dice for it. So generally, generally he gets out of combat because he kills the opposition, um, or, or they kind of want to get out sometimes. But that's that's. That's, so his bodyguard's very good, but it's not kind of um, it's it's it, it, you 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 might not be able to use it like three times a turn because you might just get locked into combat, um, which is probably by design. Um, just say that because some models like um, Blood Brothers have like push defense zero, so they're very good at defending away, so they're free to to bodyguard again. Um, th he's not quite one of those bodyguards, but he's a very good uh, he's a very good sort of bodyguard for. Um, uh, countering people who want to kind of, I would say, get to the queen to stop her doing her complex action, um, yeah. and with that six inches, you can cover a crazy amount of uh, distance. So um, yeah, I put putting him on the table is it's it's quite a lot of fun. Cool. Um, any more thoughts on that one? Just talk about his like you're saying about his um, movement as well. He's got the his unique ability as well, isn't he? Which, which helps with his mobility. Um, after an enemy effect moves or places this model once, the effect is resolved. You may place this model within two inches of its current location. This model may be placed into place with an enemy model using this unique effect. So that's that's quite handy. That's another like. Um, It helps especially I think it just it's another way of him being more mobile or her I don't know which I can't remember which way they are his or hers I think it's a, it's a him if they don't transform generally it's him. oh it's him if they transform I don't know I can't remember no, if they, they, don't, they don't transform I think I think that's the way around yeah. but um but either, either way they they are a good card um but yeah any uh I guess any any sort of final thoughts or should we talk about Hofuku Hofuku let's go with Hofuku yeah. Okay. Have you used this one? I haven't because I don't have the fox. I don't have the foxes at all. You don't have them at all. Unfortunately, oh, just assume you've got everything. <laughs> no, I don't. I genuinely don't. Okay. I, I may want everything, but I don't. Unfortunately, yeah. No, Hafoku. Um... You'll probably end up using mine at some point. Then. <laughs> yes, probably. Get, get yeah. You, get you. Yeah. Get you on the. 
Um, I'll swap them over for the Bacamono. Last last minute before um, the Grand Masters, you'll probably go in for them. Yeah. Yeah, we'll try it for next um, Games Expo. The Expo seems to be the one that I mess with. I just take something random. Um, but yeah, Hafoku looks really good. Solid profile. And he he seems to synergize. He seems to look like he synergizes more with, you know, with the. Uh, I can't. I'm not going. I'm going to pronounce it really poorly. Is it Kuta, Kota? The witchy, the witchy one, this the the caster one that's got all the horrible casting stuff. Yeah, uh, Kyoto. Kyoto, yeah. Yes. Obviously, with the vengeance death sentence, um, it it it's just because most people would be like, yeah, I'll take death sentence over controlled. And now with this guy round the corner, you've got to think, well, actually, do I want death sentence? Um, because this guy's just going to come and shred him to pieces. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think I. Yeah, so I, did, I played this one a few times, and every time I sort of managed to take out something pretty scary. Um, I think the uh, the synergies with I think it's Qo two um, is very obvious. Uh, you, you sort of whether you've got control or death sentence, um, it's it's going to probably end badly for you. And I think it gives. The fox is a, a kind of real heavy hitter. I mean, generally they are good at killing things uh, because they can yeah. normally Rather get faint and bits. Yeah, faint, faint you down and combo attack your way. Um, that won't kill everything though. So sometimes I think yeah. this guy can just kind of deal with certain things. The um, yeah, like with again with the adept, you can you can really get some uh, very good hits in um, plus all the re-rolls that these guys can generate obviously if you really want to put your focus on one thing you can probably achieve it um, but yeah Vengeance, Death Sentence and Adept uh, could combine to, to make a very a very uh, good comb- uh, you know good attack um, and executions is really cool as well uh, so if they are yes. sort of damaged you can finish them off so that might you know that might be a good combo with White Fate, White Fate's Fox as well. So we'll do a bit of range yeah. damage and send a bit of range damage to, and then send this guy in. Yeah, or you know, just just damage through general attrition. That's that's good as well. Um, so yeah, it's it's nineteen rice. Uh, so it's a bit more expensive than Senshi, uh, but it's got a key start of three, which is really nice. Yeah, not quite so key hungry because it can generally sustain himself um, and you don't always need restitution uh, so that's good because I find Kitsune generally are just super key hungry, um, obviously he, he's quite happy to have a bit of extra key uh, but uh, yeah, it's all slightly more self-sufficient I find, um, but then he's not protecting your models like Senshi is so he's definitely got a very different battlefield role um, but yeah, that, that you can you can if if you can get a death sentence on someone, um, and get him to boost a bit more for his adept, you can do some crazy crazy stuff with this guy. Yeah, I think it's just going to make people think more now, isn't it? Because I think I was always instantly, if I ever had the choice of death sentence or control, unless I'm playing like my anti control Minamoto list where you can't control any of the models, it was like, mm, yeah, it was just death sentence. So. If he's on the table, you, you're genuinely going to think, well, actually, can I just control it, waste that activation, and not lose a model? Because <laughs> effectively, that's I think that's what's going to going to do. Yep. Uh, yeah. So, um, 
yeah, it's final verdict that you have to choose either death sentence or control. Yeah, so, that's it. Yeah, yeah, makes that very. And obviously, very good. you've got. I think they've got one of the cards, the Inari cards as well, there that that you have to make a key at one of the tests, and they get. A, oh no, it's a control marker, isn't it's it? It's control. Yeah. yeah, it's not death sentence. Yeah, no, ignore yeah. me. Control still works well with this guy, but yeah. Um. 100%. It's going to make these uh, Blood Brothers think of it twice a bit quickly about getting rid of their death sentence very quickly. <laughs> yeah. Um, the scariest thing with running Blood Brothers is actually um, for against the foxes, I found, was this, uh, the, the, uh, the, the test you need to make, otherwise they get a control marker. Um, because uh, yeah, if they play that on Baichi, <laughs> unfortunately he's got one for range and melee. <laughs> so uh, when I saw that, I was thinking I should uh, put in the bat, put in a suggestion to increase his range to three, and people would probably wonder what what I was after. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's a it's a it's a it's it's an interesting uh, interesting quirk. Um, makes it. Yeah, a bit bit nerve wracking playing the boxes with the Love Brothers, but there are there are ways slightly some ways around that. But um, yeah, uh, good. So, any other thoughts on uh, Hofuku? Not, not from my point of view. I think Jason might be able to confirm for us because there was a bit of delay with these guys, wasn't there? Because we we released you released these guys obviously back with the foxes, or you released the profiles with the foxes. Am I right in remembering that there was a delay in these because originally you designed them to be females so they could be fox forms, but they come as males, so you then had to redesign bits and pieces to fit them? Uh, no, not for these two, but it was the opposite way around for the box. Um, I got the original sort of spread of models, and there was only the queen and one other one that had a fox form. And oh, then the sculptor made, I think, three of them female. And I just pointed out that they needed foxes, so we had to go back and make two extra foxes. Um, okay. I, I couldn't remember what it was. <laughs> I think these were delayed, but I can't remember why. Um, I think, yeah, the bo- the fox box was out for ages, and we were waiting for these two. Yeah. But um, I think they really round it out. Uh, you you really kind of need these, and also the two metal ones, uh, Quarter and yeah. Cubie. Yeah. Uh, but once you've got, you know, those five products, you've got, um, a lot of different lists that you can make with the foxes now, yeah. uh, especially because Alfuku uh, combos really well with Quarto and um, Senshi combos really well with the Queen. So you've sort of already got lists that you can go in different directions with. And I think there's um, there's at least four good lists that you can make with such a small pool of models, which is quite nice. I think yeah. it's been discussed as well in Discord that. Not in, not in a negative way, but these guys are probably out of all the faction box sets, probably the most competitive, or they could be played the most competitive if you just wanted to play out the box or just from that limited pool of box sets. These guys are, are crazy, and like you said, these guys just add to that. So yeah, the foxes are, are really really good, not just because they're some of the nicest looking models in the game, but profile wise, they're some of the best or better profiles in the game. Um, so, yeah. Cool. Um, good. So, yeah, a lot, a lot of cool things you can do with them. Um, and, yeah, uh, I guess they work in Minkandensho and um, <clears throat> uh, Bastions of the Mountains as well. So, 
not quite sure if they're going to have all the same synergies, but I think they're still offering something quite interesting for those lists, uh, which they may not otherwise have. So uh, probably more Senshi is the one that I might see out and about another list. But yeah, it's be interesting to see what players make of it. Very good. Um, shall we look at wave uh, wave twelve? It's next on the list. I'm going to kick it off with Yuri. So yeah, uh, you crack on. You talk about <laughs> Yuri. So this is uh, Gav's. Gav couldn't make it today, but Gav's new favourite Caden. Uh, it is the, the so the Maiden of Segoya summons the Segoya Caden. Um, I think this was previewed a little while ago. Um, on uh, trying to think on one of the uh, one of the YouTube gaming channels. Uh, uh, yeah, glory, glory goals. goals I think it was. Sure put it up yet. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So, uh, yeah. It's if you um, if you played into cult before and have seen how the orphans operate, it's kind of like that, but quite different at the same time. So you've got the sort of concept of one model, which is the maiden uh, summoning another model, which is a caden, and. Um, yeah, it's very, very much all about kind of uh, fear psychology. So, so it's a real horror model in the horror faction, which is cool. Um, I really enjoyed playing with this card and mixing it in with a number of different sort of Ure builds um, because Ure generally likes uh, likes utilizing its its fear trait, and so having a way to to effectively passively put on. Uh, well, I mean passively, uh, you can put fear markers out without, or frightened markers out without uh, worrying about bravery, courage, and uh, quite a lot of other traits. You just get the the, the, the frightened marker out there. Uh, that can really lock a lot of a lot of forces down. So horrify on this Segoya Cadence really really good, and then you can actually do some damage on models that sometimes you could never really touch before. So uh, even you know, even Master Okari probably fears a success level two damage roll, so it's a way to to actually kill him. Um, I'm pretty sure he's not fearless, so I haven't done this yet, but it's, it's got to be done. Um, but yeah, I, I find the the summoning mechanic on this is uh, a lot a lot more generous than on the orphans because you target an enemy model and uh, and summon from that model, so it gives you more reach. Generally, you can then get the Sugoya Caden into the back line where it's prime um, it's in a prime position to spread fear, helps the rest of your list and um, is actually capable of killing models once it, it gets uh, gets kind of its vengeance into play with a bit of sharp. Um, it's actually not that bad. Um, it can't boost its melee stat like the uh, like the sins can. But it's still pretty good with that vengeance, frightened, and uh, terror. So it tends to debuff the enemy quite significantly, and if you can get a surprise in as well, which is possible given the way it spawns, um, then yeah, you can actually do quite a lot of damage. the The main trick is just working out uh, how do I get as much key as possible on the Sugoya Caden, so you can start kind of making these nasty pulse effects, uh, you know, come into play. Um, and to be honest, that all sounds pretty good, but I haven't even mentioned what the, the Maiden of Sugoya can do. So if you're not resummoning, 
you can actually use Kawa. This is really uh, just sort of where you, you, you're frightened. You generally can't you know, do what you want to do, which is probably go into melee with a, a enemy model because they've got fear. So you can't do that generally. This kind of means you probably won't be doing anything of uh, use. So it's it's not a, not a key test or anything like that. Just the enemy model can only declare, disengage, stand up and wait actions. So there's an awful lot of things they can't do, scenario actions and things like that. So it really locks models down. So between them, really, really powerful, really, really good. Like a lot of URA models, just very, very key hungry. So you're going to have to work out how to get key onto them to, to really maximize them. Uh, but yeah, really uh, a, a lovely new addition. And uh, yeah, as I said, it's uh, it's already proven to be. I'm not going to lie. The, f- the thought of these two and facing you with these two just makes me keep wanting to play blood of the dragon and heroic stand because it just it just wouldn't I'm, I'm petrified of it just the thought of it and these guys yeah i'll be fearless for this turn then that'll do pretty sure at your next tournament you're going to run a completely fearless list um but yeah it's i mean fear is funny because potentially we've, we've played into bastions of the mountain oh, i played in bastions of the mountains and they've just kind of wiped it all out in one go you know no problem um other lists are completely sort of hamstringed by it and you know i've, I've done plenty yeah. of similar key tricks with um with shiho with or from takua which i think is yeah. probably still more powerful than this um but it's a once use trick the good thing is that and it can keep doing it so um but yeah uh it's a similar kind of concept you put, put a lot of fear out there and and then lock the game down a bit through that yeah um, once you, once models are defensive and down on dice, they don't tend to do a lot of damage, even with your relatively kind of... You know, URA profiles are generally poorly statted, but they'll still be fine generally if the enemy's um, in that kind of state. And obviously it cuts down their options for engaging you as well. So, yeah, yeah sure. it's... Uh, yeah, so as I said, Gav's already a fan. He's experienced this a couple of times. And uh, yeah, I think it would be a popular one for the URA players. Cool. Um, any any other so. thoughts or? No, I think it's just it's nice to be able to explore a new type of sort of creature in the creature faction. Um, so we we've done skeletons earlier on. Now we're doing these sort of ghosts. Uh, Kaiden sort of means ghost story, so they're all different ghost stories from different places brought to life by whatever. Um, and everybody liked the first one, and it was so well balanced. We had to do a second one as soon as we could. I was obviously yeah. a big fan, and uh, yep. So <laughs> glad to see that the uh, the quality is still there with this one as well. It's great. Uh, yep, uh, it's um, it it is good. I think you've mentioned it to me. Like they they haunt something. So the Avakaiden kind of haunts a uh, lantern. This one is is kind of more haunting individuals, it seems, but. Or the or the the, uh, the maiden. I'm not quite sure which, but yeah, it's this good good bit of background lore in there as well. Yeah, and we're going to try and keep them consistent as we do many many more, so everybody can look forward to at some point hopefully a full ghost theme that'll be different. <laughs> yeah, not quite sure who's going to do the objectives. But that's fine. It's, <laughs> we'll figure it out. <laughs> Control markets, and you make them do it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> there you go. Don't. Don't. Oh. Sounds, 
Sounds good to me. Um, Sounds gross. <laughs> right, shall we... This is no, a bit simpler after that one, I, I think. I'm just going to lighten it a little bit. Uh, Atsunobu, the mercenary. So this this should be a nice uh, a nice breather from you know two cars in one. Um, so yeah, so it, it's a fa- fairly kind of um, sort of rounded profile, free free melee um, plus one damage. Uh, can get reach on its weapons and can uh, leech and does the mercenary mechanic thing where when it uses leech it uh, gets an extra thing. This one gets bravery until the end phase. Uh, works in uh, Shiho and Silver Moon. Yes, I think this is the um, the slightly less appreciated one of the two that we did. Um, the other mercenaries' abilities were more based around melee. Uh, but I think it's it, this one's like a problem-solving one. Like if you are having a problem with bravery, uh, well, with fear, then this guy can have bravery. Um, and it, a thir- 13 for a three-dice melee dice guy with bravery is not bad. Um, so he, if you need it, he's there. And I don't think he, he does a lot more than that, to be honest. Aijutsu is a fine feat, nothing wrong with that. Um, uh, three dice and, what is he, plus one on his katana? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's a very basic fighter, and some factions can use that. So that's... And I'm assuming, uh, actually, just quickly checking before I make myself a silly... Uh, so Leech is basically worded the same as Channel, so he can effectively Leech from himself to give himself bravery all the time. Because once per turn, during this model's activation, it may move up to X amount of key tokens from any friendly models within Y. So he is a part of any friendly model. So he can leech from himself. So he's always got bravery. He's always brave. Yeah, uh, the other ones uh, was, uh, its its feet was rend, which was, uh, you know, between reach and brutal plus one. Uh, People were liking the brutal... Uh, but I think its leech trait was considerably more um, applicable because it removes special defences from enemies, yeah. which have yeah. recently become a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, uh, like I say, this one's the less well appreciated one, but he's still plugged to hold if you if you need it plugged. Yeah, I think it's it's tricky with mercenaries or Ronin, I should say, because if you if you make them kind of too cheap, they become kind of like a, more of a a faction um, uh, kind of benefit uh, almost to don't want people kind of spamming certain ones but yeah I guess it gives him a bit more of a, a battlefield role to play yeah yeah and obviously it works for Shiho as well um, we are at some point um, in fact during testing uh, Black Eagles Coalition was all about mercenaries rather than about running. Um, and Shiho should have more things for mercenaries because obviously uh, not having the troops, uh, Hiroto's going to get people from somewhere. So um, yeah. th- they should end up with some more synergies for mercenaries at some point when we get back on track with the release schedule for them. Yeah, oh, fantastic. I mean, So these guys will make sense in, in a... In a 
five years time or whenever we get to round them and they're gonna make sense as to why we've got all these mercenaries are gonna have some really cool buffs yeah synergies. yeah because they've got the i think the um the falcon is a mercenaries as well if i remember yes, they are, they are, yeah they are yeah so yeah uh, i mean it's, it was it was a bit of a shame i, I know i'm probably told this story before but the um the sculptor who was doing the Shiho uh, had an injury, so he couldn't carry on, which is why we went to releasing the mercenaries for them. So they've had that for about a year. Um, and it was still, they got, what, six models that year as well. So it wasn't like they didn't get anything. But um, we, we're back to doing actual Shiho models now. And a lot of the, the bits should be coming together over the next couple of years, yeah. I think it's, it's. I think Shiho are obviously difficult, difficult, aren't they? Because they're not like a, a a box set. There's no. They're not like one of these one-off faction box sets. You're building a whole faction from scratch, and you've got a time. Let's say you've got a timeline. You you've got visions. Obviously, you guys know you or you personally, and the team at GC2 will know more than what we know as the paying customer or whatever. You know. So when you see these really Gucci, um, sort of wave models that are coming in for already established factions and you get like this mercenary for Shiho. I can see why probably people think, oh, it's a bit underwhelming. We was expecting something a bit more or something a bit less. However, I think time will tell and you know, when we get round to obviously like you say, when you've caught up with your schedule and, and these other benefits and themes and bits come out, they will make sense and people will then be thinking, Oh actually maybe, you know, at the moment we're just getting mod you're getting the models out there. Uh, eventually they will make sense i think that's how i see it and i hope that's the way i think it is yeah i kind of i think uh, if you think of it like the, obviously they get the uh, the samurai with only two dice yeah so they need us they need a lot of support to make them work basically and uh, once they get sort of silver moon levels of options of support you should be able to make those two dice samurai work just as well as anybody's four dice samurai uh, but I, you're I getting them for so that. cheap so yeah, the, the the plan's still kind of there, and um, obviously they're doing all right at the moment. People can see the synergies coming through, yeah. and uh, yeah, models like this will will sort of turn out to be a lot better when we've got some more event cards and enhancements and things that are helping out mercenaries, which is what That's we wanted. It. We just we didn't have them to release at the time. I think so, we're going to see a lot more of Shiho with the whole Weeping Sky and Distaff Wolf and stuff because you're getting these two dice two two dice. Melee Shiho Samurai up to four dice with really easily like so I don't think that I think the two dice things are sort of on the bit of a back but I, I never saw it as an issue before but or I didn't see it as much of an issue as others would have seen it or, or saw it sorry um, but now with the Stars Wolf and stuff you know you can even make like cater um, quite yeah. a scary opposite you know quite I mean quite a force to be reckoned with so i think layer land was also a bit of a, a real gem uh because yeah you can use layer land if you use that card you you know who's going to set up their warband first yeah because um, that's the list that i used into jason yeah. in manchester basically all based around that and then you you because typically you not always but generally you were using one of your grid of warfare benefits to uh, to maybe redeploy if they kind of did a bit of review, review flank, and you just don't need that now. So you can you can use the other more interesting grid of warfare benefits. Yeah. So it's it's a one rights card, but actually in my mind, all it's doing is sort of it's just protecting those grid of warfare um, uses, uh, the the theme uses. So 
um, you can kind of do some of the more interesting ones like you know cheap boosting and yeah. get out melee and you know surprise people again those kind of things so yeah i think it's one yeah. of those cards like i know it's going to start you off on a tangent that lay in the land but it's one of those cards where i think you'll see sort of elite level shiho players using it because when we get to tournaments when you start you're you're getting up to those sort of top tables or those top five tables say you know terrain placement and things like that's massive so if you've got an opportunity to win both initiatives effectively because now it's the whole one initiative role and player one chooses this and player two chooses this if you've got a way to manipulate that and actually go no i'm going to do this oh and then i'm going to play this and that means i now get to choose this as well you're potentially dictating the train setup order and then just dictating who's setting yeah. up first now you, so you've got to be a tournament player who wants to spend the time to read the order in and yeah. then connect it with what the card does because it doesn't explicitly say it on the card and i think that's no that's 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 the kind of the gimmick there but yeah i mean it's a really good card once once you start playing it with um you know assuming that the setup rules don't change too much but at the moment if you whoever whichever player decides the the, the warband uh the warband scenery setup effectively dictates the warband setup so it's pretty cool yeah. um but yeah and just back to that, that snowboo i mean yeah, Fearing Rice, you're kind of looking for more synergies, perhaps, but I, I guess, yeah, Black Eagles Coalition, getting plus one leadership if you're close to a samurai with bravery, suddenly that's actually not bad in terms of reliability if that's what you really need. Um, but yeah, definitely more synergies with those would be would be cool. I think the mercenary arc yeah. is quite interesting, so I'm quite looking forward to seeing more of those come out. Time will tell. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. Okay. Well, that was a we've, we said a relatively simple one. There we go. <laughs> Ended up kind of talking a lot about Shiho. Went down our Shiho tangent. <laughs> um, cool. Shall we talk about uh, Lamar? I think if you pronounce it like that, uh, the Buto Free Moons. So um, that might be the first Free Moon card we've seen. I'm trying to think if we've seen any more. I believe it is. Yeah, we've uh, we've got a lot of um, a lot of ideas for uh, Silver Moon, and we think we, they they need a lot of uh, sort of bringing together and putting some themes forward and and making them into a cohesive faction. And uh, part of that is looking is going to be looking at the other um, Gumis, is is it called, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, to to introduce new things. So yep. uh, yeah, the three moons are the money lenders, if I remember right. Um, so makes sense. Uh, this guy is essentially a debt collector. Yep. Um, people might recognise him from um, uh, well, the name at least uh, from The Wire. Gordon watched The Wire, and I haven't seen it. So when he said, uh, "Oh, this will be an easy one for you," it's uh, is it Brother Muzon in the, the Wire, something like that. Okay. I've not seen that. Uh, I've not seen Brother either. Muzon and Lamar, and I was like, I, I don't know who that is. So I had to go and, and watch bits of The Wire, and uh, <laughs> and we put together two uh, two characters loosely based on them. You did say that there's a lot of thought that goes into Pichido names. Uh, so there you go. Um, so, well, I, I, I mean, I think when he came out, uh, a lot of players instantly said, you know, he's basically a Buto. Um, very competitively cost at 17 rice um but doesn't 
doesn't really lack anything compared to the other Butoh, which previously started at 19 rice, I think, around that much with like Fitiama, things like that. Um, but yeah, he's he's got everything kind of you'd expect a Buto to have in terms of all the traits. Um, and then he's he's actually got quite a nice distraction key feet with a little bit, you know, can can be a bit better than Nutsan distraction as well. And kind of like a like a, a fear test at range, which is quite quite fun, particularly for lower. Intimidate is pretty good. Yeah, um, more in, yeah more, more intimidate is always good. Uh, really pleased to see that um, there's been more kind of uh, Buto with intimidate. Uh, now Yokozuna has got intimidate as well, so you can really kind of go all in on that, um, and you just have to remember to use it. For some reason, it seems to get forgotten about, but it's actually a really powerful effect. I don't know. It was one of those effects that whenever I'm playing with it, it it's it's uh, it's come up and been quite relevant. Um, but I think other people sort of feel like it it's it doesn't always necessarily do what they want. But if you if you force the opposition to disengage your model, it's pretty pretty bad news for them, particularly when they've got lots of specials. Um, yeah, and he does have lots of specials, uh, so he's not lacking in any specials. So he doesn't really lack anything. I mean, grapple attack zero, push attack zero, and grapple defense zero. So first model we've seen with, you know, inbuilt grapple attack and defense. I think, um, yeah, seems seems fitting given a, you know, their buto, and he's got a big, uh, uh, no, we what his staff is called. But yeah, it looks it looks like it will pin you down. So yeah, he's uh, I can see why I can see why people instantly warm to him. He's he sort of feels like he's doing quite a lot. Um, personally, I've, I've played with this guy a bit, but I still think a lot of the other Buto do kind of provide uh, a something a little bit special as well. Like Fitiawuma, I think is a little bit more pricey, but sometimes you just need that combo attack or that powerful hit um so i still think like uh, the other buto kind of look look fine uh and yeah to offer 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 different kind of things but he is pretty competitively costed yeah if, yeah um, if i remember right he started with grapple attack and defense one for both of them which is why he was 17 and then that playtesting just constantly came back that this had to be zero because he's only got three dice. Three dice, yeah. He's got to be spending for distraction, that kind of thing. So they went down, and I think we just didn't put his rice up. And uh, I think that's okay for the moment, unless we do a, like a big rebalance of all the Buto like we did with the uh, Oni. I think he's probably fine. Um, the Yokozuna list becomes really interesting with him because if you use him now... Um, and a few of the other drops that went up in the balance thing, then you can definitely buy some cards. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And that and that's um, that's nice now because yeah, with the Arata change, you're getting cheaper on the uh, on the Pute, uh, Thinking of uh, thinking of Alphas for a second, um, so you get the same kind of one rice drop. Uh, and as you said, he kind of comes in a couple of rice cheaper. For me, that actually made Yokozuna's Revenge feel like a proper Silver Moon uh, war band. Uh, you know, it was cool before, but you can't. It doesn't feel like Silver Moon unless you have like a fair stack of event cards <laughs> to to do all sorts of shenanigans with. So now they've got that, uh, they can properly play. But that's that's good. I didn't realize he 
I didn't realize he's kind of intentionally kind of uh, a bit on the cheap side. Um, but yeah, who knows? Maybe maybe some of the others will benefit from that in the future. That's cool to hear. Great. Uh, anything else about Lamar? No, all good. Good, good. Okay. So um, let's talk about Renshi. Um, so he's another character which I think kind of players will probably uh, see a comparable model out there. I think it's Tetsuo. I think that's the guy's name. He's already the the other large crab man. Um, so bit bit similar to Mamushi and Kenzo. There's kind of like a you know an upgraded evolved version if you want to spend the extra rice. Again, it's it's a it's a fair amount of extra rice because I think it's free extra rice in this instance. So it's still not uh, not cheap, but I think he's actually bringing quite a lot to the table. Um, probably what stands out to me is his unique effect where you get a bleed if you wound him. So that's kind of at the end of the, the melee exchange. Um, that's great in a faction that has got uh, models which like to synergize with bleed uh, uh, markers that's uh, in the, the sharks. So that's interesting already um i think the other thing that stands out with him is uh he's he's got built-in brutal so he can have it all the time when tetsuo um has to kind of pay for it if he if he wants it um he also has mutations so he can get armor four which is just funny um and regenerate two and given that you've already got uh, water Carmier around as well. We can get a real tank in uh, in Jung, which you know uh, it's it's something which I think region gives him a bit of that. But this guy really uh, really kind of offers that uh, that kind of solid tank in the midfield. Um, Skirtle as well is really good. Move one inch. It's only one inch, but because it's a move, you can just get our melee. Uh, do all sorts of shenanigans with a move so that's uh pretty good as well because he's already moved five base so he can be quite mobile um yeah i i think it'll be pretty popular um yeah if, if you got the extra rice to invest in him yeah i think so and i think you'll see a lot of these like they're starting to get a point where you get enough of these kind of I can never pronounce it. So these guys, where you got fear, fear fives and fear sixes and stuff, all over, fear five all over the show at least. Um, I know fear five's not necessarily a massive worry, but it will catch you out, and there will, you know, there will be times where you fell, especially when you got like taunt and stuff like that within the lists. You know, you can, you know, potentially make them sort of untouchable. And again, his unique effect is another one of those anti-bleeding moons where you just get damaged and. You know, that's if you damage this guy, though, because you've got to get through armor three, um, potentially armor four, um, which is no no mean feat, really. And then t- and then take a bleed marker. Um, yeah, and take a like bleed marker. Yeah. And then obviously, yes. I think that's going to tie in with the sharks because anyway, yeah. I get bleeding out with the sharks. You know, I'm a big advocate for the sharks. I love them. Um, I know people don't find them optimal, but I, I, I really enjoy playing with them. Um, so, yeah, I. D- Taunt, unfortunately, a bit hard to get him. I mean, he could have Taunt himself, but I think he's 
he wants his key to do other things. Uh, yeah, no, I was just about because isn't taunt is taunt? No, it's not taunt. I'm thinking about is it taunt is is taunt the one that makes him impetuous? Uh, that's um, John Marie can do that. Yeah, there's ways of getting Promote. frightened out there, isn't yeah. there, or something? I'm sure there is. Getting frightened. Uh... Is there a way? Am I now just taking? Am I just thinking of something completely random? Might. <laughs> <laughs> Might yeah. be some crossover with the other Crossover's other cards that we've been just, chatting about, but just ignore me. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> but no, I, I think he's going to be. I think it's going to be popular. Like I said, it's a bit more expensive than the um, than the current version. Um, I, I think actually, I think where you may still see Tetsuo used um, is because he he provides reach, and I mean he's got six specials, so he's got better range of uh, specials to to choose from. He also I think gets a pierce 2 on his crushing blow now. So potentially uh, potentially he could be a bit better at um, getting through armour potentially. So I think he's still got like a lot of utility basically um, and he's cheap. 19 rice is really cheap and obviously why not both I guess that's the other thing that we probably haven't mentioned so much today but you know you kind of have these options but you can actually often take both um, so yeah so but yeah if you if you really wanted a tank a prop you know a foil on tank in a in a in a drone faction this is your your, your chance to do that um, yeah yeah and pretty mobile at those with with lightfoot movement five and that uh, scuttle really quite mobile and you know some of the drum cards as well that can get your models around. Um, only three melee, uh, but I think with that built-in brutal and resilience, he can probably push most of these ice out to attack and sort of weather the damage. Um, and I also quite like the fact that they're sort of building up a, a sort of a sort of uh, passive kind of damage arc in jung as well with like far and bleed damage that you can start to put out. Which sort of bypasses traditional kind of armor and things like that. That's that's pretty cool. But yeah, um, don't know if you got. Yeah, I just uh, I'll just clarify. Um, he can only have either armor four or regenerate. He can't have both. Um, oh yeah, at the same time. Yeah, just yeah. Uh, yeah. But the other thing that he does offer, which is yeah. it's pretty good in Jung, is he's got bravery and courage. Yeah. So he's good into fear as well. Doesn't care about fear. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I mean, he's got fear five himself, so he's only worried about fear six and up. But yeah. uh, uh, with two dice and plus one, that's pretty, pretty uh, reliable, I think. Two dice yeah. plus one with a reroll. Yeah, well, I, I, I played a, I played a, a Euro model with dread against him, and uh, it's like, because it seems like a bit like overdone. He's got fear five. He's got courage and. Um, bravery uh but actually it came into play it's quite good when you've got uh uh you know when you really need to pass that test so yeah it's quite good it's as close to fearless as you can be really um cool uh any any other thoughts on wrenchy no i think cool model i think you're gonna see him quite a bit oh yeah that's the other thing really i mean all these models are really cool but he's he definitely stands out he's a centerpiece model um let's do it calm of the summer storm this is <laughs> <laughs> right. This is what I mean. So, so not... this 
there's just a, a bit of uh, interesting backstory that you might quite like. Um, I was just checking it now, and for the previous edition, Wave 35 was when I first got the Cami of the Summerstorm as a thing to make write a profile for. Um, and I believe that that was in 2016. So... Wow. Um, I don't know why she get, kept getting put back and back and back. She's changed a little bit, um, but um, yeah, I, I'm gonna. Well, I know a lot of people are trepidatious, but um, <clears throat> I'm sure after seven years of playtesting, she, she must be fine, right? <laughs> she is bonkersly good. She is so good. I mean, I've got to sort of try and hand hold my hand up here because. When I first played, I played into Headley, and he used her for the first time, and I just didn't see a way of beating her. Like she, the way she can make basically reposition your whole team turn one, um, is almost no point you coming forward and trying to do anything. But I got very lucky, lucky to be honest, because I managed to. It was one of those Ryu combos with both the Shisai that basically made her spend more money to boost and things like that. So I managed to get a janky okay. kill off yeah. turn one but yeah she is so good especially with like there's so many place effects within within um temple that she yeah she just she's great she's really good she's she's oppressive without being oppressive does that make sense it's going to sound really daft when i say that like when fewer first originally come out she was oppressive and she like just killed everything by making you kill yourselves and things like that. This guy doesn't it doesn't hurt you. And I think what I really like about her, she epitomizes again that Bushido doesn't need to necessarily be about killing things to win the game. And actually she can just reposition all your t your models so you can't get close enough to do scenario objectives and things like that. So she'll be a really interesting character. I think you're gonna see her a lot. A lot. Okay. Well I'd probably say I mean what what's the model actually doing I, I guess the way I try to sum it up in my head is it's kind of like a wind kami and um, uh, yeah uh, a super yeah. wind kami <laughs> it's, it's kind of like a, yeah kind of like a super wind kami um, and it, well, yeah it's like a wind kami and a grey pilgrim basically combined in one yes. um, I, I mean I, it's not, it doesn't have to it doesn't damage you no, no. It, it, it puts out stuns and it moves things around. That's generally what it does. And it moves a lot of things around. Um, it's a Kami, so it's durable. Uh, it's really fast, moves seven. Um, it's got a lot of other great traits, but it's, it's difficult to deal with um, because it's got range defense and lightning reflexes and things like that. So it's yeah. it's a bit of a conundrum when you look at it. What do you do with it? Um, it is 16 Riso, so it's pretty expensive. It's interesting what you call it, kind of... it's. Does kind of feel like the 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 sort of temple Rokan Kaiden is like kind of their their kind of annoying model, um, which your enemy made start to kind of you know um, target because it kind of has that that reputation. But from my a couple of games I've played against it so far, it hasn't actually done very much. I'll be honest; it sort of moved a few models around, and then I I just removed it. Um, but I can see it's got a lot of potential, and if uh, if it yeah. reaches that potential, then yeah, it it can just reposition. I think maybe because we played it in 
I think Botaku, so obviously it's the corner box sort of deployment. So everything was close together anyway. And if it, and I think the having to rage and rave, rage and rage if it's close enough, yeah. um, is good, but it's also bad because obviously it's using key to do so. Um, yeah. But then again, if it's hitting, you then you're getting your key token back. You're getting a token back. Um, like I said, I I only really got it because I was able to put up disturbing flow with with Kazoko, which oh, meant yeah, that that yeah. rage's rage cost more. And then I was able to go in, tank a defense with parry, and then put one dice in attack with combo attack zero. That was the only way I got rid of it. Because yeah. um, if you hit it, she just moves you out the way before you even get to you know because because of lightning reflexes, she, you know she's generally going first. Obviously, there's going to be exceptions. I know I know there's quite a few models with lightning reflexes, but there's also a hell of a lot of models. One of those things that a clever player won't target models with lightning reflexes. Um, but yeah, she pretty much. I, I, the only reason my my Rio could get anywhere closer was because they all had three activations. So it was a case of move forward, get pushed back, move forward, get pushed back, and then move forward once she was exhausted. Um, Obviously, a lot of factions don't have that luxury, um, so I think people will find her frustrating for definite. I don't. I'm not saying she's not killable. I think the fact that she's forced to spend her own health to do things yeah. helps with that. But, it opens her up, doesn't it? I think that's yeah. the thing. Is you got to get her when um, when the, when she's at the weakest. But yeah. like I said, with so many placement, with so many placing buffs, we've taken her with Wind Cami. So I think um, Headley's this was like her Wind Cami. Is it Yuki, the one that gets a place at the beginning yeah, of every Yuki turn? Yuki gets a place at, at the start, but that's quite early on. You might not need it then. Um, I think uh, Taike and Nisru do places as well. There's a, there's a few. There's plenty of ways, quite a few models. There's plenty um, of ways to do it. So Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely, uh, definitely think it's, it's going to be a tough model to play into because it, yeah. anything that moves you around is going to be good for scenario play. Um, yeah. It, 100% it, that. Like I said, it epitomises what the game's about. You don't have to yeah. table your opponent. It's and it makes you reposition so you can't activate. Yeah, and it can set models up so that you can get going, sort of surprise them when they're stunned, and that could be quite devastating as well. Yeah. So she's definitely a, a good, a good kind of piece like that. Um, but it yeah. definitely needs a bit of finesse. I think if you, if you, sort of. Um, yeah, get the, but if you can get the act the activation timing right, it could be pretty good. I know some people are a bit worried about uh, large models and them teleporting all around the table, things like that. Um, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I haven't quite seen too much of that, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see that. I think I think uh, there are some interesting interactions out there as well. Um, I think, especially uh, when she's combo zero, so aren't she for a ranged attack? Yeah. Combo yeah, zero is it? Yeah. Can be so that's like potentially, yeah, <laughs> that's a lot of places because you're guaranteed yeah. at least two. So it's at least two health she's getting back. So she's actually always, if she has to rage and rage, she's generally always going to have to. She always again. It's just no, she doesn't get any health back or key back from her own places. Yeah. Yeah. So any any. Ah, okay. This yeah. just says whenever another model. It doesn't say friendly. It, uh, yeah, it's placed by an effect not on this card. Okay, fine, that makes sense then. So, um, her when she shoots or melee attacks and places somebody, that won't give her a key token back. Yeah. So, um, one of the ways to get her is to just have the only target she can shoot near two other people. Yeah. So she has to ride in rage twice. She goes down yeah. to one, and then anything will kill her. Yeah. So I oh, did okay. that. They, 
Um, yeah, so I, I did that with my Savage Wave and then did Impending Doom and took away her last tea, uh, key token. So that's quite funny. <laughs> so, uh. so she didn't last very long in that game. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so there, there are solutions out there. I'm sure there's others. Um, but yeah, uh, she's... Yeah, she's one of those models. That I, I think if if you overreach, then becomes a bit vulnerable. But yeah, it's a pretty good trick to have. Yeah. Let's put it that way. Um, yeah, I'd like I like to see. Yeah, that. I think. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, uh, the, the the tipping point on the balancing came for her when we forced her to use Raijin's rage, and that yeah. that means that she has to spend every time she wants to shoot. You can't just use her all game to move one model at a time. Um, so if um, if your opponent knows what she does and you just put two models near each other every single time she's hurting herself too, yes, you can get them back, but you can exploit that between those. Yeah, 100%. And, uh, like I say, if you can get three models near each other so that she has to use it twice because she'll be on three. I think it just caught me one. off guard in the initial game. She, I think she's still going to be very good. Um, I think it caught me more off balance, more off guard the first time around, I think. Now you're talking. The more we talk about it, the more you think. Well, actually, yeah, it's not too much of an issue. But it's you know any sort of movement effect or out of turn, out of sequence movement effect can be quite annoying. You know, especially if you come yeah. down to those clinches of the game. Like, oh, I just need to move you off that idol so you can't pray, and I secure that. You know, to stop that VP and things like that. It, it's it's genuinely. I think she'll be alright. I think she's good. It would be quite funny Very seeing uh, Senshi just like teleport around, keep bodyguarding, teleporting, repositioning. I'd, I'd, I'd like to see that happen. <laughs> 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 yeah. So, uh, cool. But um, it'd be definitely interesting to see that one now it's out in the wild, what people make of it. As I said, I've played it a couple of times and uh, did, yeah, sort of seemed manageable, but. Um, I think the theory, the, what it can do in theory, is pretty impressive. Um, yeah. So yeah, be interesting to see. Uh, on to uh, Kami of the Empty Mind then. So uh, this uh, another simple one. <laughs> so uh, this this is, I think this is this Kami been in the works for a while because I think this one has uh, been expected for some time. Yeah, uh, this. Uh, yeah, weirdly even longer. Um, so I, I won the Grand Masters in 2014, and that's yeah. where Master Enos came from. And we put the uh, Metal and Void Kami on his card so that he could interact with them. And uh, they sort of said, oh, we don't have these yet. And I said, oh, this is what I would do for those as well. You could release them at the same time, but they didn't. Um, so that took another 10 years or whatever. Um but yeah, I actually wrote this, and it's mostly the same. The only changes were put in because it ended up being um, done as part of the Void Monks. So when Kinshi were being written, we had to make sure that it would work with them as well. Yeah. So nothing about just gaining key because they don't have any. So it had to be about removing key from other people as well uh, and adding counters to the communal card. So... Um, yeah, it's it's uh, again a um, very old one that I've that we've had in our pockets for a long time. Um, I did this before I was working for GCT. Ah, cool. Um, well, yeah, it's, it's great to see. Great to see that because 
it's uh, it's it, it works. It's on Juco's card and uh, won the Husk card as well. So it kind of it kind of completes uh, completes the in my mind like uh, f- uh, followers of the Nari and uh, and the Kinchi Temple ranges in, in some way. So it's quite uh, exciting one to have. Um, but yeah, I I get I guess what it's really trying to do is it's uh, key manipulation. Um, that's seems to be its its thing, uh, mostly through range attacks. Not quite sure if you really want to get engaged in melee, though it can. Um, but I think it it can do a, a a lot more than just kind of um, move key around. Like I said, I think uh, the void uh, the void kind of. Uh, Counter that it can add can mean you can trigger your 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 uh, communal card earlier to get your rank feats in. So that's potentially something you can build into your game, um, which is sort of what Kinchi are all about, really trying to get up the uh, up the ranks as fast as possible. Um, and I think you tweak the FAQ just to clarify what killed means. Can be can be killed, and they, uh, yeah, they sort of can be killed, but not not from their uh, not from their kind of own unique effects. Effectively, you've got to find a way of killing it still, which is yeah, which is the trick. But yeah, that's pretty neat. It gives you a whole new kind of way to to look at Genji and build into them. Yeah, it's funny that. Um... Uh, the foxes can can make one of these because uh, they're absolutely going to hate these if you use them against them. Um, <laughs> I've seen yeah. four foxes get hit by the remove from playability. Um, they, like we were saying earlier, they really like their key. Yes. Um, so removing all the key from four of them on about turn two, I think it was as well, two or three. So they all had six or nine key. And it was just uh, like the, the guy was just put back to zero and it was yeah. Yeah, masters of the art will hate it as well <laughs> um, um it, it can pretty easily get there as well with its this is five's decent speed and it's uh cloud walk so yeah, yeah. you really have to watch for that as a just a bomb that somebody's going to play yeah i i think uh i've always liked that uh, moment of perfection card i guess this could uh enable that card as well um where you you want to play so that no one's got any key in play because uh, you remove itself, which has got key, and you hopefully <laughs> bomb the opposition's key. Uh, so that that could be quite quite fun. Um, uh, not yeah, I mean two activation counters is pretty pretty good. Uh, it's a, it's a it's a, it's a, at least a gimmicky trick that I would want to have a go at at some point just to see kind of if it's worth it, but. Yeah, um, six inches is is actually a fair amount of space. You might might be able to catch most of the warband. Uh, is that is that the one? Oh no, it's just within two inches. Yeah, it's going to be tricky to get the whole warband, but you know that's what you've got uh, key block for. <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, yeah, and makes, you you can slam and throw and things as well. So yeah, yeah, you can, you can put people within two inches of it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's really nice. So yeah, so it's 
it's it's doing quite a lot. It's definitely uh, you know going to be interesting for different reasons for Temple of Rokan because it gives them another way to get key on to them. Uh, and they love key, um, and then for Kinchi, it gives them a way to to remove key and to uh, to actually enable their communal card. So it's offering two quite different things. And like we said, it also just completes the model ranges because there are ways of getting uh, that this model into play. Um, just check which one is it. Yeah, just one of the husk. He can be replaced with Void Kami, and I'm pretty sure it is Juko who's. Uh, yeah, rectifying Shomo can uh, can get a, a, a void coming into play as well. It's pretty niche, but it's there. Uh, um, cool. Any other thoughts about the, the void Kami? Uh Yeah, they, just to say they both master Enos and master She both have um, interactions with them as well. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. That's that's cool. Yeah, yeah. You definitely don't want to play one of these into Master Shi. I think he gets an extra activation if I remember <laughs> like that. So that's um, yeah, that that would be uh, nice for him. But yeah, uh, blow it up as soon as you can. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Okay. Um, so that's good. Good to see some long expect uh, long expected uh, or anticipated. Kami come into play. Um, so on to the most recent wave. So Jack, did you want to take the new Ryu model? I think it looks like a oh, Chisai. Yes. It's nice, yes. nice easy one. Let me just pull up her little profile. She is awesome. She is really, really good. So she's really good because she's playing into what I plan to do anyway. Because I'm, I'm sort of trying to lean into the whole Chisai side of things. Um, it's a shame she's not a samurai, so she doesn't fit into Blood of the Dragon. I don't think so. She, need, I'm gonna have to figure out what I do with her completely. But just ups this virtue game to another level. So um, we, I don't really know. So she, she can basically make people adept two, which is amazing. So we potentially, if you look at her with um, Hanso, I think it's Hanso, the ones can get brutal two. She can potentially like. <laughs> Make him brutal to adept to. Um, we're going to see some big success numbers there. Um, the biggest one I think for most Ryu players that is going to come as like the, the most one thing that I think they've always wanted or lacked is jump up. The, the ability to have jump up is going yeah. to be really good, um, especially a lot of throw. Um, you know, in the mess, I know it's hard to say since the slight. Tweaks. I don't know. Was the tweaks to the masters the official tweak? Or was it just like a we're testing these tweaks at the moment? Uh, that's yeah. That's the final one. That's the final one. Yeah. Okay. So it would still it would still be quite useful with them. She um, had to get up. Um, yeah. It's she idolise. She can idolise um, the other guys to make them better, which is good because now we're talking about. Sorry, dogs jumping around and fighting. Um, we're now talking about four dice, um, Ryoko and Kazoko's, um, which is really good. She's just going to be really good for this whole virtue play. So I've already got a list with her, Akio, Ryoko, Kazoko, um, probably Genji or um, EG, because then I can, oh, sorry, EG, so I can have some five dice samurai in there just off the bat. She, she's just really good. Um, she can make enemy models lose reach 
it's yeah i don't even want to say she, she's really really good <laughs> yeah. well, I, I, I just like the fact that she's got an aura that's infinite range um so that's, that's cool um yes <laughs> um yeah no, so that's um that's there specifically for the two or three effects that can switch auras off otherwise it would have just been uh, like a personal thing that affects everybody uh, but we decided to make an infinite aura so that you could punch her and take the aura off her with the rokan and kinshi abilities that do that yeah oh cool yeah yeah um not i mean she's she's through ancestral guidance and all the unique effects, she she does offer quite a toolbox there. She's a massive toolbox, um, and I think you'll see her a lot because she'll fit into. Again, we talked about earlier claws of the dragon and Ryoka being a cheap option. She is another also cheap option for Shisai in there that that just adds that that bit too much, you know. Given out last stand, she got an opportunity to obviously last stand in Dominable Three. Just, it's, you know, oh, it's just hard to imagine like Hagane and her, like Hagane being in Dominable Three, um, with split attack. It's just she's going to be attacking models left, right, and centre. Um, it's just she just enables so many things. I think she's going to be a really, really good addition. Um, and like I said, I, I really do think you're going to watch this space for a massive virtue boom with Rio because it's coming and I think it's going to work really well. Um, and she also can idolise the dragons, so that makes the dragons a bit more, you know, they're expensive, so you can now have really better melee profiles on the on the dragons without having to spend key. Um, so, yeah, you, you're now talking, you've got like a four, four rice a four melee dragon off the bat so um yeah really good profile obviously not played her yet um i've not been playing ryu for long but she's definitely on my sort of one of my next purchase lists for them because i think she's gonna just she definitely looks like she's fitting for what i want to do with ryu anyway so yeah cool um i will say one one interesting thing about this one um she's been nerfed very slightly because uh when we did the Dragon Civil War, uh, the winner of the tournament got to choose uh, yes. who won the duel between Hiro and Hagane. Yeah. Uh, and obviously Hiro won, technically. I think she's still a better fighter than he is. Um, yes. But if Hiro had lost that duel, then he would have been part of Ancestral Guidance because he doesn't survive that. <laughs> <laughs> so there would have been a fifth um ability uh which would be uh hero's guidance mm. Mm. oh thanks al i'll remind him of that <laughs> cheers alistair i'm there sure yeah it was alistair's win wasn't it that yeah was the year alistair won yeah well we haven't uh, we haven't done the model that you get because of his choice yet so you know you, know, you never know you might like that one as well <laughs> but uh, that was where Hero was going to go. We were possibly going to do a re-sculpt of the Ancestral Guardian um, model, the Ancestor Spirit, and uh, and make a Hero version of it. But uh, luckily we didn't have to. Everybody survived. And uh, and we'll get something else soon. Yeah, cool. Um, I, I, I don't know the background of Ryu well enough, but I take it kind of all the names 
sort of connect to in some sort of you know meaningful way to the abilities because indomitable free seems quite uh, quite unusual kind of um yeah does that does that kind of uh, is there a hidden meaning there or am i reading into it too much but, yeah we tried to to match them a bit um akira was hero's older brother um who was supposed to be the heir and the next daimyo um he did die in the dragon wars but he had a, a, a magnificent death as they call it and uh uh, he took a lot of people with him, so that's where the last stand comes from. Yeah. Uh, Hida was uh, their father, who was the previous daimyo, and um, he was the one who obviously won the Dragon Wars for the clan and everything else. Um, Hiroshi and Sakura, I think Hiroshi's been mentioned. We've not heard much from Sakura yet, so then maybe we'll write some more background and you'll be able to find out who she is. Yeah, cool. Yeah, uh... That's uh, that's always good to know a little bit about. So that's great. Um, so it looks looks like a, yeah, quite a in depth profile, which I'm sure Jack will make lots of amazing synergies with, uh, with all these she side virtue things going on. <laughs> right. Um, move, moving on then. Um, oh, so much to choose from. Uh, shall we talk? About uh, do do you want to talk about uh, the the new Minamoto Ashigaru? Can do the Ashigaru of the Peaks. Yeah. Pretty standard, really decent. Thirteen rice, seven armor, seven wounds, armor three, aware. They're just solid Ashigaru profiles. Um. I'm assuming, without knowing anything, because I don't really know anything, um, this Peaks thing must be a um, a thing that's coming at some point. So I think with this is obviously the slow brew and build into... Um, it's the uh, the Hoshi families. Yeah, the Hoshi family. Place. Yeah, so this is going to sort of lean into that. So obviously it's a slow brew yeah. into that, and I'm assuming at some point we're going to see a theme or something like that that's going to benefit, so they'll come into their own light. But... In terms of just a, a profile, they're reaching a three dice. Like I say, seven wounds, armor three. Uh, got conditioning, so they can get resistance two. Uh, they can make enemy models slow in the end phase, um, until the end phase. And they ignore camouflage while Blizzard is active. Um, yep. So, yeah, they're... They're gonna. They're solid profiles for thirteen rice. You, you, you can't really ask for much more, um, really. Um, yeah, we've already had the the named version of these. Yeah, um, Sora. Um, uh, yeah, Sora, who's pretty good and people liked. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the other thing that they have over um, regular Minamoto Ashigaru is they have a wear. Yeah. Um, which is kind of to represent that they have a that and chill uh they, they sort of got the connection to the cold and they're a bit more um sort of spiritual and connected to the kami and the uh environment on the peaks uh than the regular minamoto are who are very sort of down to earth and i've got a club and i'm going to smash it with it and they don't really need to think much more than that so that's uh, that's sort of where we're heading with the uh the hoshi can't wait for some more um, samurai for them to come 
uh, <laughs> I really like the tracks in the snow thing. I like the idea that you know the ninjas are perfect to hide in, but you know, you what can you do? You can't. You're not an elf, unfortunately. Legolas can walk on top of snow without leaving tracks, but even a ninja can't. So. Yeah, no, 100%. I would agree. Um... Yeah, it's. I, I do like that. Um, that that rule interaction. It's just very cool. Um, yeah, I mean, aware, aware is into some factions really good because it shuts down assassin and so so for ninjas and Shiho in particular I think it's quite a, a big buff um, I, I think it combos well with bear stands alone as well because if you just decide to leave one Ashigaru out on a flank yeah. um, you know they, they can almost yeah. always find some way of getting behind you whilst you're fighting off two other guys Yeah. so um, yeah I think it's, it's good that you're going to get uh, indomitable and then not be surprised by the aware yeah so yeah it's pretty so they're pretty solid fighters uh fairly efficient rice cost but that's that is minimoto for you <laughs> so uh they, they do what they do and they do it well any more thoughts on those guys no again it's one of those ones time will tell when you get all the uh other hoshi benefits and things like that i think they'll be really good like they're solid profiles. Yeah, that builds out into like a theme. Yeah. Cool. Um, should we talk about? Uh, I think it's Sakaguchi. Any uh, any <laughs> take any uh, other uh, suggestions for that pronunciation there? But uh, the new the new yeah, uh, Sakaguchi is what I've been saying. But uh, I'll, I'll also take take advice on that. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I mean definitely one f- i was very excited by and still am because it's uh a, 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 another range option for ito ito i think you've got pretty good range options already because no no one wants to get hit by an ito arrow because it's it's almost always got a lot of poison on it and makes even a fairly standard ashigaru archer pretty threatening uh, this is like an upgraded version uh Kahimai is uh, the sort of traditional long-standing archer that they these guys have sort of been relying on, I suppose, and uh, used to seeing that in blessed lists where you can get poison free uh, if you want it. Um, this archer is doing something very different. Um, I, I think it's it looks quite uh, interesting because it's kind of a it's like the Kinyu uh, sort of snake. Uh, interaction sort of shooting out snakes um but with range attacks rather than a, a, a key feat um so yeah uh, that's that's pretty cool but i think long short of it is if, if you can get enough key on this model it seems like you can put a lot of damage out and uh, a lot of snake models uh to mess your opposition's plans up so it looks like a pretty strong piece on a you know a a, a reasonable platform um not really a, a melee or you know combat profile but uh but still got size step defense zero still got boostable movement um and, and jump up as you would expect with the lower half uh snake um and light footed so got some useful tributes uh useful traits there as well so yeah so i, I think it's another one that's going to be fairly popular with players uh just because is a, another way to to shoot out snakes or a, a whole new way to shoot out snakes yeah there's a lot of control there as well like you put a snake in base to base with somebody 
you know, somebody has to deal with that. So you're using up an activation. It's also doing the effect. So you're getting out some debuffs, whatever it happens to be. Uh, if he's got poison on the bow as well, um, you're getting, you can fire the asp and get two poison markers. So, um, you know, if you play the blast, uh, a poison two and a poison three plus whatever damage you roll, it's probably just killed most models. Yeah. Um, but even just two damage from the bow, that's a Minamoto model dead. Uh, and the bow is plus one. Yeah. So uh, it's not unreasonable. So, yeah, pretty... Uh, it might take three turns for him to die, but <laughs> they'll be dead eventually. Yeah. It's a pretty serious archer. Um, for... And then, yeah, we added uh, Command Animal for free. Uh, we figured the um, you're going to put all those snakes in play, might as well have command, and that, that might let you do something more interesting. Yeah, yeah, that, that that's quite fun. Um, it's got grapple, which is unusual for a small size um, heavy man, but not not a terrible thing to have a, a debuff of. Yeah, honestly, for that, I think we just didn't know what base size he was going to be on until right at the end. Uh, <laughs> and we play tested him with grapple. So it turned out he was on a small base, and we said, well, he can have it anyway. He's obviously yeah. just proficient with his tail. Yeah. <laughs> Usually grapple should be on a 40 mil base heavyman, not a, a 30. Yeah, not, not the small ones. Yeah, that's cool. It, it keeps in with the general heavy man debuffer kind of theme that they like to do. So that, that makes some perfect sense in that sense, in that way. Um, uh, and oh, one, one other thing I probably should have mentioned, immune poison. So if you want to play in Serpent's Call, that's pretty cool as well. So you can get a lot of key onto this model in, a, you know, in that theme. Um, yeah, it, it's pretty handy to be immune to poison sometimes as well, but that's probably the most kind of direct benefit I can think of. Good. Uh, any more thoughts on that one? No. I'm not an E2 guru, unlock you, so I, I just sit back. It's another arch that's going to put loads of poison out. <laughs> a lot of poison, <laughs> a lot of snakes. Yeah. A lot of snakes. Yeah, cool. Um, right, so next one up. Uh, did you do... I think this is... New dissension model. Um, just navigate to it. It's one of the new uh, cliff tribesmen. So just bring it up. Uh, there we go. Yeah, cliff tribesmen. Uh, Hotone, Hotoni. I'm quite sure I see the same one. Yeah, whole team name. I don't know, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> go, go. I read it's whole team, but that's that's very English. Whole <laughs> team, <laughs> that that works. Um, so this is the second Cliff tries person we've seen. Um, sort of quite distinctly different to the other tribesmen in look, um, and kind of builds on that really interesting. I think virtue idea where uh, you want to keep your Vershi token because generally Vershi tokens work when you spend them but this model actually um, gets a benefit while it has the Vershi token so it gets bravery and sixth sense 
um, which uh, I think it's slightly different to the other one. The other one got six cents, but move boost. So that's that's pretty cool. So they get like a benefit, and they get the virtue token when a Tengu model dies, or you find another way of getting a virtue token on them. Um, and I guess because they're in the shadows and everything, a lot of their key feats are kind of looking at that. So the other one I think had weight of shadows, um, Pathfinder. This one's got binding shadows, um, which is actually a really nice key feat. Uh, you could put a mobilized out. So yeah, um, do, doing quite a lot, quite a lot of feats. Some of them are a little bit niche, like Fear Free. Um, a lot of the immune bleed, fire and poison ones are absolutely fantastic when they come into play, but of, may not come into play, you know, in a in many games. But when they do, they could be really amazing. And I, 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 I like having all when, three uh, means that you're more likely to encounter one of those. So that, that's, that's yeah. Good. yeah, true. Um, and given a lot of the models that we've just been talking about, there's, it seems like there's a lot of poison and bleed and uh, other states going around, so that's never a bad thing. I, I do quite like when model has like spirit, and just a key stat one, it feels like a more efficient profile. Um, like, you know, then it just a, feels like a way that you're getting a quasi key stat two model for for 12 rice, because uh, often when you get to key stat two, you well, you're not you're not normally twelve rice. <laughs> you're normally kind of like uh, you know fourteen rice or thereabouts. So it feels like a, an efficient way to get a uh, a key a quasi key starter two. You're not generating as much key, but for most tests, you're taking two dice to it. So it's pretty good. So yeah, so a pretty interesting profile and build out for the Cliff Tribe. Uh, yeah, starting to get more of their character come through. Any, any thoughts? Yeah, and uh, similar to the uh, the Shisai Samurai, I think um, as more of those come out, you'll start to see what they can sort of do, and uh, we'll get like a leader type and a shaman type, and all of a sudden they'll have a bunch of synergies. So um, yeah, uh, just keep an eye out for more of those. Yeah, it definitely feels like building something there. So that's that's cool. Um, and I, as I said, I just I I really do like this whole kind of retain the virtue token to do something um, idea because it's just a different way of using that resource which I don't think we've seen before. Um, and you know, it's quite cool. Their key feats have to deal with the shadows and everything because I think these guys are more from the underworld or dark caverns and things like that. So thematically, that that works. Um, yeah. Yeah, it sets so up some, some nice game issues as well. Like um, you have to, when we give them some actual virtue effects now, you're going to have to choose whether you want to use yeah. those effects or not. Yeah. So, um, you know, is it better to keep the sixth sense or is it better to use the virtue effect for whatever it is? Yeah. Good. Again, it all depends all on what you're doing and who you're playing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All depends. That's great. Yeah. So yeah, so uh, next up then, uh, Suta, the Kijo Onisho. So uh, I'm, I'm excited about this. Uh, being a Savage Wave player, I've played Onisho quite a few times. I think this gives us enough Onisho now to have a proper Onisho uh, uh, warband. Uh, so Wrath of the Red Sun or whatever you like. Um, really cheap, only 14 rice, uh, which 
given the number of wounds and tough and armor on this model is pretty good but i do know how these models can uh sometimes fall foul of uh, being aggressive you know uh can 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 make them uh a bit vulnerable sometimes to attacks but that is still a quite a healthy uh healthy profile to start with um yeah, in, an, an interesting one because I, I guess when I first saw her, she brings some range attacks, and so you sort of think of Boba and what he can do, which is quite a lot of damage at range. And she's doing a, a little bit more. Uh, it's got idolize, uh, which could be really, really good. I think for these guys because they tend to only have free melee, uh, so being able to up up the melee is nice. Um, and uh, you fall into that rounds of three and one now, don't you? Three attack, one defense. Yeah, she's always yeah. got something to defend with. Yeah, exactly. And she's Kijo, so she she could go with uh, is it on Yomi uh, and not get frightened by her. So that's another model which can buff your your Oni as well or Oni shows. So you've you've got an interesting kind of build there. Um, and Spike Paul's a, a really like she's only got two ammo so she's not going to be quite as shooty as boba but she they 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 hit hard the plus three strength and bleed um and uh, they've got extra kind of thing where you reduce your move by your armor trait to the end phase so minamoto may not take as much damage but they'll they'll suffer movement penalty once they get hit um and she can actually get more ammo tokens throughout the game if she if she's sort of goes around removing destructible terrain so that's uh that's always that's always fun so it's a bit like um uh trying to think uh the guy who who throws the uh throws the statue a bit like that so kind of similar similar thing so yeah pretty pretty cool um just just seems to be doing quite a lot um at a very low rice point so uh yeah, I, I think definitely complement and round out some of those on these show builds. Yeah, she's about? she's definitely interesting. I think uh, we worked out that she we started her off at fifteen rice. I really wanted it to be fourteen. Um, and there's a, a kind of a weird thing about um, uh, not idolize, but the other one, uh, inspire. Inspire, yeah. Sorry, it went completely out of my head then. Uh, inspiration. If you have an inspiration model and you want to put its rice cost up by one, it can affect more models with inspiration. So that kind of pays for itself. Like if you've got a 20 rice inspiration model and you put it to 21, it's probably now worth 21 just because it can inspire 20 rice models now. Yeah. Um, that doesn't work with Idolize, but I really wanted it to be 14. So we put her down to 14, which makes the idolize better, but she's not paying for it. She's actually getting even cheaper. So you, you put her down in rice and it makes her even better. Um, so I hope aggressive balances that out, but I think she's she's really aggressively costed. She's, she's very competitive. Um, Spike Balls um, is not quite as good as uh, the other Onishoyu shoots, but... Um, we wanted them to just be different, and I think that's yeah. that's what you've got now. You've got two very different ranged options. It is hard to be as good as um, I'm pretty sure it's Boba. Um, he's basically yeah. a, a Nietzsche Wasupu. Um, yeah, so yeah, it's hard to. He's very competitive profile already, but yeah, she does seem pretty 
nicely costed, like you say. So, yeah, I think uh, it'd be interesting. I just, you know, looking forward to seeing some pure Nisho list out there once uh, once she once she hits the table. We had, uh, is it Taisei not so long ago, the wrestler? So, so we've got a few. I uh, don't think that's quite the right name, but you know the the, the new wrestler one. Uh, I think that's uh, opens up good few options now for uh, for you for your Savage Wave builds. Great. Um, oh, yeah, Yassi. That's it. Um, any more thoughts on that one? No, we'll put you there. Okay. Um, so last up is uh, the. New Kami uh, Koi. I'm trying to think of their actual names. Kaiyu and Mangetsu. <laughs> there you go. Um, so yeah, so mm-hmm. these are like an interesting one. Very kind of much uh, seems to be oh, very much into the arc of uh, providing key generation for villagers. Yeah, we shook up villagers quite a lot with the errata. Um, they got balanced um, with traps and with uh, buffaloes um, and with a few other things as well. So um, this should, it will shake up how you play them again. But if you do choose to use these, then as long as you can protect uh, the two of them, then you, you basically should always have the key where you need it, which I think is going to be really good for the villager lists uh, it's also going to promote more straight villager lists because it's only villagers that do this so you you might not have as many kitsune or um the other yokai and things you want more villagers to generate more key for the pool and spend it where you need it so uh yeah i think this should this should make uh, at least a couple of new lists or reinvigorate some of the old lists that where people maybe don't want two buffaloes anymore and you can actually pay, play a, a peasant horde because there's enough peasants rather than spending all your points on various cows and monkeys and things. Yeah. Yeah, definitely definitely opens up a new list build. So that's, it'll be interesting to see. I know Gav will be playing around with that with uh, Bastions of the Mountains. Yes. Cool. Okay. Um, any more thoughts on that one? I, think I don't play a, them enough to know much about them. Just a beautiful set of models, I, I'd say, for these yeah. two. I think probably worth picking up just for those. Just for uh, the models. Yeah, they yeah. are very nice. Yeah, the only thing I'll, I'll say for people testing them, buying them, whatever, uh, don't forget that Mangetsu has heal too. It's it's actually really useful and comes in handy all the time. You can actually get a lot of heal trait in villages and yeah. a lot of them aren't doing anything else with their actions, so... Uh, it really helps. <laughs> yeah, because they've got that healing and balm and everything, haven't they? Yeah, it's pretty annoying. <laughs> um, great. Uh, well, well, well done, everyone. I think we've managed to get through three waves then, uh, stacked full of new releases. <laughs> <laughs> so um, just look to just say thanks a lot for uh, for joining and uh, hopefully see you next time. That's uh, any any closing remarks or shout outs? No, buy tickets to our events. That's the big <laughs> shout out. We've got uh, one in October. Uh, yeah, buy um, tickets to that. Congratulations to the two winners of the two Grandmasters events that's just gone. Yes. 
Uh, well said. Congratulations all. Thanks. Bye.